You are listening to Sparking Wholeness with Erin Carey, where we talk about all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey everyone, it's Erin Carey, and I am super excited about our show today. I am speaking with Kelsey Jack. She is a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, a wife and mom, a mountain lover, and holistic junkie. Her passion is to help others save hours of research, trial and error, guessing over ordering supplements, and really get to the root cause of their health struggles. She hopes to teach others about the serious effects of adrenal fatigue, blood sugar imbalance in the body, and how it can lead to common struggles like anxiety, depression, hormonal imbalance, fatigue, insomnia, and inability to properly manage stress so much more, which those are all the things we're going to talk about today. So Kelsey, welcome to the show. Hi, Erin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited for this conversation. And it's a little weird for me being on the other end of the microphone because usually- you were on my podcast just a couple of weeks back, but you know, it's a totally different occasion being asked the questions. So I'm excited to be here and thank you for having me. Yeah. And one of the reasons I'm excited, just so everybody knows is I, gosh, getting connected with Kelsey. I don't even know in the health world, we just end up following people with like-minded mm-hmm. interests and things. And so I guess I connected to you through maybe some other nutritional therapy practitioners. I don't even know. And so sort of following think- you. I think I found you through, uh, initially Leslie Bumpus who has been on the show before. Yes. yes. And so I kind of okay. started following you and then oddly enough, we had a mutual friend that, uh, through yep. Pine Cove, right? Yes. From yes. Pine Cove family camp. So, um, but it's so weird how, how that works out, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited because I always want to talk to people who I feel like have a balanced perspective about health and really looking at those underlying root causes, but also people who have a personal story Mm. behind why they share what they share. And you're not just sharing stuff because you feel like it's important information. You're sharing stuff because you lived in a kind of crisis mode for a while and came out on the other end. And like me and the reason I share my story, it's you've got to preach, you know? (laughs) So why don't you share your story and why you are interested in things like adrenal health and blood sugar imbalances and and all of that? Well, I'll go a little bit into my story, but it's funny that you say that because yesterday I was on uh, the phone with one of my friends that I actually interviewed a couple of weeks back and his, his interview on my podcast is coming out. And, uh, he messaged me about, you know, Hey, I think I have a really great lead for you on something. And we got to ch- chatting and I was like, you know, I have this passion in me because so many women are misunderstood. I think we deserve so much better in our health. And unfortunately growing up, I was met with pretty poor, poor health from the beginning. And I struggled with chronic ear infections. And so just right out of the gate, you know, I had tubes put in, I was put on multiple antibiotics, chronic upper respiratory infections. And as we know now that really just set your microbiome off to a really poor start. I was also a C-section baby. My mom had horrible low iron during her pregnancy and, um, just a lot of trauma in her birth. Also, you and I talked a lot about trauma. So that is a big part of my story. And I also inherited some really poor genes on both sides from my parents' parents. So, you know, like we talked about is, 
you're given a set of genetics and then those epigenetics, that's what pulls your environment, pulls the trigger on those things. And I had a lot of triggers that were pulled early on in my childhood. And so I grew up on a ranch in South Texas. I was constantly outside. I lived for horses. I loved horseback riding. That was like my greatest passion. Grew up in a very small community outside of San Antonio on a ranch. And I had a picturesque childhood, but like I said, my health issues from the very start were less than picturesque. I was always, I feel like at the doctor's office, always having ear issues and chronic pain associated with chronic ear infections are no fun. And then, you know, Unfortunately, that, that gut connection from the microbiome spilled into high school. I was chronically injured playing sports. I was chronically injured running. I had horrible skin and, you know, in the early two thousands, we just pounded things from the outside in. So I was put on Accutane twice because I had cystic acne and I'm honestly shocked with what I put through, you know, my body through that. I still have a functioning liver and gut lining. I really am. And then those things compound. And then I carried them into college and college is a new season where you're met with so much stress. And I didn't know how to appropriately, appropriately fuel my body. And so I turned to, uh, running as my outlet for stress. I was running anywhere from 60 to 70 miles a week and I was eating canned peas. And that is a horrible combination. And then of course, like you don't make those connections and then they just keep traveling. And so when I got married to my husband, um, started getting chronic UTIs, I think all the women in here know what I'm talking about. You know, you're newly married and this is where the tipping point just really set me off was I kept getting them. I kept getting them. I was put on more antibiotics and the only solution for me was to go to a urologist. And that urologist said, you know, I think it would be best if you just took Cipridex every time before you had sex. That's our solution for you is to take an antibiotic every time before you have sex. I called my mom. I was furious because I'm going, I can't live like this. This is not a way to live. She connected uh, with a family friend who was a retired RN and she had gone more digging into holistic um, health and remedies. And we set up a phone call and she said, have you ever heard of a probiotic? I took one probiotic. I never once had a UTI again. So it changed the trajectory of my health. It changed, um, everything for me. And yeah, that's just, that's, that's the beginning of my story in, into the health and wellness space. And then, uh, wrapped up into all of that was I was uh, medically injured by the HPV vaccine. So that also carried into marriage. And then when I got pregnant, all these things just culminated into a dam and when I went into labor after that, my adrenals just took a really heavy hit. I love that you shared that. And let's, I want to know a little bit more. What do you mean when you say that after giving birth, you struggled with adrenals? Cause a lot of people, they might not even know what that means. Um, they might think that that's their normal. <laughs> um, yeah. they might think that's how you're supposed to feel after you have kids. So can you explain a little bit more about how, what that experience was like for you personally? So my adrenals were just shot. So I was very, very serious about having a natural labor because of everything that had gone in my health journey early on. I had a really poor reaction to anesthesia. So I was going in my head, what happens when I get an epidural? I can't feel my legs from the waist down and I feel nauseous and I'm throwing up. And I go, I would rather be in pain 
than be bedridden and maybe even possibly feeling one half of my body. Now, this is not to shame anybody who has had an epidural. I see the need. I see why, trust me, I get the pain level. Uh, but this was just something that was very important to me because I, I thought my odds would be better from a health perspective, having a natural labor. It was very traumatic. And I want to set this out for women in general is we are taught, like you go in, you have a baby, right? Birth is traumatic period. Whether you have the best labor experience or the worst, it is a traumatic event. You lose blood, you are in pain. There is so much going on as far as, uh, structurally the baby's moving down into the pelvic floor. It is just a process. And unfortunately I knew the mechanics of how labor was supposed to play out and we're not taught the emotional after play basically. And I was unprepared for what I was about to be met with. And I had a 43 hour natural labor. I could not sit. I could not drink water. I could not eat. I was throwing up. I was severely dehydrated. And after about 32 hours, we called my doula. My husband called my doula and she said, I think it's time to go to the hospital. They hooked me up to an IV and my water broke. And from there, my, my labor started to actually progress in a good order. But after I had my daughter, everything I think just culminated into this dam and the dam was breaking. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm so glad that you shared that because I think that that's a really, really important puzzle piece to your health story that we are going to get into a lot more. But before we do, I want to take a second and thank our sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Blue Land. So, you know, as we are going to be discussing on this show, even on this episode, even more, it's one thing to eat clean, but are you cleaning clean? You might not know it, but we may be eating a credit card's worth of plastic each week thanks to the tons and tons of single-use plastic we throw out. Blueland is trying to fix that. Blueland was founded on the belief that a cleaner planet starts at home. It's a simple idea. Buy the bottle once, refill it forever. No more plastic waste. From their best-selling Clean Essentials Kit to their Hand Soap Duo, Blueland offers safe, smart options for every inch of your home. Just fill Blueland's beautiful Instagrammable bottles with warm water, pop in one of the hand soap or spray cleaner tablets, and within minutes, you have powerful and effective cleaning products in the most incredible scents like rose bergamot and lily mint. And now, Blueland has teamed up with Disney to create a magical collection of hand soap forever bottles designed with Mickey and Friends' whimsical personalities in mind. Blueland's stunning, high-quality forever bottles start at just $10 when you buy a kit and are meant to be reused forever with money-saving refill tablets that start at just $2. So, cut the plastic waste without sacrificing clean. Get Blueland. You'll love it and the planet will thank you. You can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com spark. I personally am a big fan of really researching ingredients and looking into what I am spraying on my furniture in my home near my children. And I really love the ingredient profile of Blue Land products. I love 
that the dishwasher tablets and laundry detergent are EWG verified, and that is verified by the Environmental Working Group. That says a lot to me. And I also, to be honest, I really like the packaging, and they are beautiful bottles. It keeps things convenient, easy. They're labeled so I know what to use where, and I can make my cleanup convenient, quick, and also I am keeping things a little bit healthier in our home as well. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash spark. That's 15% off your first order of any products Blueland offers at blueland.com slash spark. Blueland.com slash spark. Now, Kelsey, getting back to your traumatic childbirth experience and how you mentioned it was kind of like a, a dam that just broke. What were the effects of that for you? And, and what did that look like? After I had her, I did not sleep for two weeks straight. I slept for four hours after a 43 hour natural labor. And then I felt like I was going to be able to run a marathon for two weeks straight at the time. And still is very, one of my best friends was a NICU nurse. And she looked at me and she said, you have got to sleep. Like I know a newborn schedule is erratic, but you have got to sleep. So she said, this is what I would recommend. You call your doctor, you get the script. I got a script for trazodone and it changed my life. I slept, I felt somewhat normal, but where I did not see the shift like you and I talk about is a lot of the root cause drivers of that. So even though I was sleeping and it was seriously a miracle, I feel like God truly met me in the middle of this horrible season of my life. My daughter started sleeping through the night at three months, never once woke up during the night. She would sleep from like seven at night till nine in the morning. And I truly believe that if it weren't for that, I would be in a totally different place. Like God truly allowed me to restore my sleep in this season with a newborn, which I know is not common, but you know, I just got really fed up And this is like the, was the light bulb moment for me is even though I was on this medicine, like this was not the language of a body that was at peace. And I had to figure out why. So every morning I would wake up and I would have coffee and I'd be met with a severe panic attack. I could not get in the car without feeling like my heart rate would go up 25 beats per minute. So the only thing I could do was drink literally a liter to a gallon of water and, and pop a Zoloft just to get my resting heart rate under control. I could not leave my house because I felt like that was the only thing that would control my symptoms. I became very obsessive compulsive to control my external environment. So when you feel like the ground underneath you is not stable, your body, your natural tendency is to control. Yes, that is so true. I have been there before. I know many listeners are probably resonating so much with your story right now. And with that, I want to pause for a quick second and thank our sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Pros. Just as we are discussing about health, there is no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. And for me, I have hair that is kind of wavy, curly, but also really fine and does have a tendency to get greasy. So hair products that are typically great for curly hair make my hair really limp and lack volume. So thanks to my personalized 
Pros routine, I can honestly say I've never been more in love with my hair. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. First, Pros starts by asking about you as a person with their in-depth consultation. I thought it was really interesting. Pros asked me some really unexpected things like what zip code do you live in? What are your eating habits? And what what's your damage level of your hair? How much scalp is shown in your hair? I guess because that that can tell what kind of texture they asked so many questions. And then pros analyzed all my answers and determined what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of my custom routine. Together, pros got all my hair goals covered. I was particularly excited about the pre-shampoo scalp mask that was recommended for me because I have noticed that my scalp has been more sensitive than it used to be. And this product formulation is going to be perfect for my hair needs as well as the curl cream. I've been looking for a perfect curl cream to give me those loose beachy waves. And like I said, not weigh my hair down in the process. So I am loving Pros. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. Very, very important to me. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash spark. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash spark for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. You are going to love it. All right, Kelsey, you mentioned you became maybe more obsessive about controlling your symptoms and your environment. And as I mentioned before, I I really relate to that myself and I know many listeners can. So tell me a little bit more about what that looked like for you. So I would do these things at night that would secure my safety to sleep. I would do anything to let me sleep. And that was just the true indicator for me. Like this is not living this is surviving. And I've got to figure out what the heck is going on with my body. So I would spend hours at night after I'd put my daughter down, just researching. And finally I came across adrenal cortisol issues. Every single symptom described me to a T. So that would be wired and tired at night. Couldn't get out of bed in the morning, severe panic attacks, insomnia, uh, you know, this roller coaster blood sugar situation. So I bought a copy of the mood cure by Julia Ross and truly changed my life. I started implementing every single thing that she suggested from tryptophan. I've I've got to interrupt you there and just say, if anybody has not read that or heard of it, get it now. It was written about 20 years ago, Yes, but it is so, so good. It so is huge. It is yes. the Bible for mental health. Basically it, it is. So, but I'll let truly. you keep going. Sorry. I just no. had to throw that in there because I got really excited at, at mm-hmm. that mention. No. And you know, the, the strange thing is, uh, 
there's a lot of emotions going through this. My first one was anger because I was surrounded by a lot of friends who knew about natural health and they never once said, Hey, I think you might have adrenal issues or cortisol issues. And then I was seeing a naturopath who was also a chiropractor and he never just flat out said, Hey, I think this is your issue and why you can't sleep. You know, like he would say, Hey, I think we need to put you on some methylated bees or this. And he would muscle test me. But I don't know why that was just very triggering for me is like, I could have gone somewhere and I could have just, you know, spearheaded that solution for myself. If someone would have just said, Hey, I think this is, this might be with what you're struggling with. And this was kind of like the culminating moment where I was like, I have something now, this knowledge base, and I have traveled this journey. Other women need to know what they're struggling with. It's different when you get online and you start Googling your symptoms There's something so unique about hearing someone else's story and going, I identify with that. I know what you're going through and I know how to help. And so I was like, you know what? I, I feel like the Lord really met me in this and he uses these moments not to hoard it for ourselves, but to go and say, I can help you. I can help you because I know exactly what you're going through. I know exactly what is going on in your head and in your body. And so that is kind of my story into nutritional therapy. A friend reached out to me because I was kind of trying all these holistic modalities and was sharing my struggles and my stories very openly. And she said, Hey, I think you need to check this association out. It's called the nutritional therapy association. I think you would be really good at this. I started researching it. I talked to my husband. I enrolled the next day. And I thought, you know, this is going to be the missing puzzle piece for me. I can help myself more in depth. I can help others. I can help my family. And then it just ignited this passion in me. Uh, I am a seven wing eight on the Enneagram. And then I also graduated with a journalism PR degree from Baylor university. Public speaking is a huge passion of mine. And I, and I just thought, oh, this is so cool. Like in heartache and hardship, God is truly bringing the story full circle for me. So that was, that was kind of neat, even though I went through a lot, uh, of sleepless nights, restless nights, panic attacks. Like it, it's scary. Like you really think you're having heart attack. You cannot breathe your, your heart rate, your heart is pounding so hard. And so I have this passion also for women just to truly step into their story and meet their struggle with purpose. And so this has become a big thing in my shift with my own business is taking a woman's hand and going like, I hear you. I see you. I know what you're going through, but it's not going to be for nothing. So that's, that's also a big passion of mine now and uh, how I help my clients in, in Holy Well with Holy Well. I love that. I, um, I, I think one thing I really do appreciate about you, and I do see that eight wing, which is if anybody doesn't know Enneagram, it's a challenger. Kelsey's definitely a challenger and you stand up for the medically injured and the medically marginalized. And I really appreciate that because that that's a, that's a scary, that's a scary part to play right now. And so I appreciate that about you and you do it because it comes from your own hurt. Mm-hmm. And I always like to say, God never wastes a hurt. And nope. so he is using you to bring hope and healing to a lot of people. So I just, I definitely want to validate you in that. So let's break down the role that adrenals and cortisol play together, mm-hmm. that dance mm-hmm. and, and what happens there, because 
there are people listening that are probably like, oh, that sounds like me. I thought that I was told that was normal, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And it might be normal. It's not optimal. So let's talk about that. Correct. Well, also something I want to point out is like this, this whole thing of like a good example to use is high cholesterol, right? So in the NTA where we're taught basically cholesterol is just the cops at the scene of the fire or the, the, the fireman at the scene of the fire. We see this problem, the inflammation's rising, the cholesterol's rising, but the medical industry blames the firefighter or he blames the cop. We tend to do this with every issue in our body. And so what I had to start justifying in my brain was my body's just doing what it needs to do, but it feels really bad right? This anxiety, these panic attacks is a result that my cortisol was responding appropriately in my body. And so the adrenals, you have these two little glands and they sit on top of the kidneys. They produce hormones. They help your body control blood sugar. They burn protein and fat. They react to stretch stressors like major, major injury or illness. Mine happened to be labor. That was just like the tipping point of all this medical trauma I had had early in my childhood and undernourishing myself. Uh, they regulate hormonal jobs in the body. So one of their primary jobs is to actually control the release of your stress hormones, cortisol being the main one and cortisol is essential for survival. So two of the most important adrenal hormones are cortisol and aldosterone, and they are involved in producing over 50 hormones that drive almost every bodily function. And then you have the HPA axis, which stands for hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. And this represents the relationship between the adrenal glands, the hypothalamus, the pituitary gland. And so when the body detects a stressor, such as emotional or immediate physical danger, this axis is activated and the activation of this triggers our stress response, but it also releases glucocorticoids, such as cortisol. So this is where we see that sympathetic dominance fight or flight. The problem is people cannot turn it off. And this is where we get stuck in this really strong loop and we just can't get out. The reason being is this, I like to tell a lot of my clients is your body is so busy trying to put out tiny fires all day. It just can't get itself under control. So we see this crazy blood pressure issue. We see these blood sugar issues. We see this panicked, like can't get your breath under control. And so the fact is our bodies are built for stressful events, but they're, it's not built for this chronic stressors all day with the inability to come down and recover. And so I I like to paint the example of you wake up, you have your coffee on an empty stomach. This is going to basically enact the adrenal glands to release Uh, adrenaline. So adrenals, adrenaline, and that's where you get that heart racing panic attack, fight or flight feeling. Then you might not eat breakfast. You've had coffee for a meal. So your blood sugar dips, this becomes a sick cycle. Then you get stuck in traffic and then you've got a stressful event at work, massive stressful events back to back to back. Or we like Aaron and I just talked about, we're stepping into this new season of feeling like we're always in a hurry, trying to get our kids to school. We see the issue of getting in this sympathetic dominant state constantly because we're not giving our bodies a break and we feel it. So our bodies are programmed for survival. Our bodies will do anything to survive. But the problem is we don't always need to be surviving. We need to be resting. We also need to be thriving and recovering. 
And our bodies are just not seeing that recovery window. And that is an issue. So, like I said, you know, we tend to isolate and blame one thing like cholesterol or cortisol, but cortisol is actually very helpful to the body. And without it, you could not survive literally. So like, if you get a massive infection, you're going to see a rise in those, in that cortisol level. That's also why they're going to give you steroids to anti-inflame. So cortisol and it's in its essence is actually anti-inflammatory. That's why we give steroids. But like anything in the body long-term, this is not going to be healthy. And, and we see that constantly. So it's when our body does not get the memo that it's safe and protected, that things start to go sideways. And we see the symptomology and we blame the symptom, but we don't know what's driving it. And that's where the Western of moderate Western model of care fails us. They go, Hey, what are your symptoms? Let me prescribe a pill for that symptom. But like we've talked about like benzos or antidepressants, SSRIs, all these things deplete essential nutrients in the body. And then your symptoms become worse. And so it's a six cycle of going, I need either more medication. I need a different medication and you can't not figure out why. So that's a very like cliff notes version of cortisol. There's it, it is in charge of so much and it is essential for life, but it's when we put it in a corner and we are, you know, backing it up and our body's never getting this recovery period that it becomes a problem. And we start to see things like massive anxiety. So our society's fast paced lifestyle cu coupled with constant stimuli from, we have the news 24 seven in our hand. We have a computer in our hand. We're, we're looking at blue light. We're never out and outside. We don't have these recovery windows. And so I like to draw this, this, uh, analogy came to me is it's very similar to type two diabetes. So you can have a lot of free cortisol floating around in the body, but it can't get into the cells anymore. And so we can have all this like excess energy, but we can't put it to good use in the body. And so this is where we start to see this chronic cortisol issue. And what that might look like for you is how it looked like for me and felt like for me is I can't get out of bed in the morning. I'm so exhausted, but then I can't sleep at night. So where I started to see the biggest shift for this is retraining the HPA axis and allowing my body to just have some days or time periods throughout the day where I'm just being, I'm not doing anything. I'm not shooting. That's a big thing. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. You need to erase that from your vocabulary. So we're seeing this resistance at a cellular level now because we are just so chronically stressed. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think some of us are more predisposed to kind of loving stress a little bit. <laughs> it becomes addictive. It, mm -hmm. it really does. Like, so, so another thing I like to tell my clients is stress hormones feel really good until they don't, because mm -hmm. what comes up must come down. And you see this in veganism a lot. Sorry, I'm going to get yeah. a little eight Ooh, here. Let's, let's go on that train. Yeah. But, uh, the reason that you might feel really good going on a vegan diet at first is because you have so much B vitamins stored up that because your body takes that to the liver and other mass, uh, uh major, uh, organ systems. And it stores it because it's smart, right? We used to have this seasonality to our health where 
we had a, a, you know, farmer lifestyle. We had the summers where we were gathering crops and we were outside all day. And then your body is preparing for winter. You can't escape your biology. And I think a lot of people are trying to hack that. And sure, there are some ways you can do that successfully, but your body's very, very intelligent. And so back to the veganism point is you can store B vitamins for a really long time. And then you see about the two, three year period after going vegan, you just hit a wall Mm -hmm. and then you have to out supplement this really poor diet. And, uh, it's the same thing with, uh, cortisol and stress hormones is they feel really good at first. And then you just can't perform the way that you used to. You have to have an extra cup of coffee. You have to have that extra afternoon nap. You can't function optimally anymore. And so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of examples we could throw around, but that's probably my favorite is the veganism one is you can feel really good for a long time. And then you just hit this wall. It's the same thing with cortisol. You can only sustain that high stress lifestyle for so long. And people love that rush of energy. And I would say, you know, keep that, keep that for a good intense workout, but don't run on stress hormones all day long because you're going to pay the price eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of intense workouts, I'd love to know just what are some other, cause I know many women are working out too hard thinking that's what they're supposed to do. Oh, um, just, you know, back to your under eating and over exercising example and, yep. and what are some other triggers that can really cause this to kind of cause it can cause a volcanic explosion at some point. You know, I think we, mm-hmm. we live off of stress hormones up to our twenties, then late twenties, thirties, forties, it's not good. (laughs) So the other triggers, well, so something I want to tell people is this stuck with me going through the nutritional therapy association is your adrenals carry the massive load of producing your hormones up until you start your period as a female. And then once you go through menopause, the role of that switches back to the adrenals and off of the ovaries mainly. So if you have not done a very good job about nourishing your adrenals. That's where we're going to see the massive menopause hit because your, you, your liver is taking a hit. You can't recycle these hormones in and out. You become estrogen dominant and really adrenals are so important in the phase of when we're still, you know, ovulating, we're still having an active period because later on in menopause, you're going to feel the effects of that. And then to go back to like, what's, you know, burning the adrenals is I remember when I was pregnant with my first, I was very, very intense with my workouts. I would not miss a workout in the morning. I would get out of bed at six 50. I'd be by to the gym at seven 15. I'd be doing a hit workout, a weight workout for an hour long. And it just is not good. Unless you are in a place nutritionally and physically where you have aided your body and you have enough enough nutrient reserves to buffer the stress response, because exercise inherently is stressful to the body. Many times it results in a net positive, but many times it does not. And what that looks like is you are doing these high intensity interval trainings. You're doing tons of cardio, which breaks down your muscle. Okay. Well, we need, we need muscle people. We need, especially as women for our bone protection, uh, we need high amounts of fat. And so, uh, exercise can be very stress stressful to the adrenals, especially this high intensity, um, interval training. It just breaks down. It it drives cortisol up and then you drop. And a lot of you are not nourishing your blood sugar enough to, uh, account for that roller coaster dip. 
So any excessive stress is going to deplete the adrenals. So excessive workload, long hours, lack of sleep, emotional stress. Those are all common. So stress and Aaron and I talked about that is a lot of people say, well, I'm not very stressed. Yeah, but your lifestyle is stressful to your body. You're not eating enough protein. You don't have enough fat. Your blood sugar is a wreck. So you're, you're consuming too much caffeine. So even if you think like externally, I don't have a lot of stress going on, which I envy you because I don't know a lot of people who don't, but, uh, there are certain things like food allergies that's stressful to the body. So our body perceives stress, not just externally, but also internally. The other thing is nutritional deficiencies. These are huge in our culture because stress affects the gut first. And if your gut lining is terrible, it's broken down. You cannot absorb, absorb your nutrients in the small intestine. So a lot of us are walking around with subclinical deficiencies. So nutrients like B vitamins, vitamins, A, C, E, magnesium, zinc, and other trace minerals. These are huge for the adrenals. So when under stress, the need for nutrients is way higher. And so you're stripping those nutrients a lot faster. And then you add in the standard American diet with seed oils and refined carbohydrates. And this is just stress, 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 stress all the time. Your body feels like it's on fire internally. The other is environmental toxins. So toxic chemicals play a huge role in adrenal burnout. So everyone's exposed to chemicals through our water, through our air, through our food. Um, and so sources may include dental work, like amalgams, uh, mercury beauty products are huge for women. This makes me so mad. Like the example I love to point out is when we are marketed towards perfumes, where are you taught to spray that on your throat? Where does your thyroid exist on your throat? And these chemicals penetrate the body. Your skin is your largest organ. Another thing is chronic infections. This is something I am no stranger to. Um, they originate in the, in the teeth and the gums. So they can also be located elsewhere in the body as we know, but the biggest contribution to this is dental work because your each tooth is, is, uh, going to a exact organ system and all teeth go to your brain. So when we see these neurological problems and this neuroinflammation, we first need to look at the mouth and, um, you know, oral bacteria and all those sorts of things. So, and then the, the last thing that I've already touched on is stimulants overstimulate, you know, stimulating the body and excessive exercise. So, uh, I love a good weight workout with high amounts of recovery windows in between. So if I'm feeling dizzy, this, this is a very common thing in exercise. If you are bent over and you go to stand up and your blood pressure cannot catch up, your adrenals cannot, you know, release hormones fast enough to catch up with that. That's a very clear indication that you need to back off of your exercise that you're doing. And you need to restore the body with either yoga or slow movement or walking. Um, and then you can go back and and tighter those workouts, but that would be my biggest suggestion is, you know, women, we don't need to work out for hours upon end. You can have very effective micro workouts. They're way, way, way better for the body. They're better for the brain that you're going to build your muscle. Do not be afraid of picking up heavy weights. Yes, totally agree. So how, what, what do you believe? I know you have lots of thoughts on this. So what's mm. the best way to nourish our adrenals and, and restore our body? And, and also how do we know it's, I do want to touch on that too. So I don't know which one you want to answer first. How do we know it's time to work mm. on this? Like what are some other symptoms that we need to check up on? And just what are some basic practices that we can establish? your body's going to tell you when it's time and you're not going to have a choice. Like I felt like the, the ground was dropping out beneath me. Like 
when I was having literally severe panic attacks, I would have to have my husband pull over at a gas station and get me water because my heart rate was moving so high. And I would just sit there and I, I didn't want to worry him because I thought we're going to have to go to the hospital. I'm having a heart attack. So, uh, but I wish we could catch these things earlier on. And if you're, we talked a lot about this is if you're not going to get out of the fire long enough to be able to listen to your body when it's starting to say, Hey, I'm really struggling. Then it's going to raise its voice. Another decibel. Hey, I'm really struggling. And then you're going to go, it's going to start screaming at you. And this is where I get really mad because we're just going, Hey, okay. We're at this point that we just can't live like this anymore. So we're just going to suppress those symptoms, but the underlying factors are still there. So the biggest, um, like pre to adrenals is balancing your blood sugar. The best way that you can do this is to eat consistent meals. A lot of women want to try the intermittent fasting. It's great. It has a place just like keto has a place, but I think we take these concepts and we go, I need to do this long-term. I tested my body just about a year ago on intermittent fasting and my adrenal said, nope, you cannot do it. So you've got to be able to respect your body enough to, to listen to it and learn from it. Um, we talk all the time, right? Like for the example of intermittent fasting, metabolic flexibility, we need to start talking about energetic flexibility. Are you able to flex during stressful times? Are, is your blood sugar able to stay stable? Are you able to go longer periods without eating? If not, you have got to respect your body and nourish yourself and eat. So I know that sounds so simple, but it's like, Hey, if your body says it's hungry, feed it. And when you feed it, feed it good protein and good fat and good, simple carbohydrates to where it can use carbohydrates as fuel. It can use fat to buffer that blood sugar dip, and you can give protein to your muscles for amino acid production. It's really, I love telling my clients this, you get overwhelmed by what I'm telling you, but really it's the simpler way. If we can literally just go back to the basics of respecting our body, not stressing it out, eating frequent enough meals. Now you don't want to eat this whole like low fat diet that was around for a long time is why we're in a hormonal mess as women. Same thing with eating six small meals a day. This drives me batty is your insulin is never going to get a break from constantly constant caloric intake. So why don't you just make your meals count more with more nutrition, with more fuel? So that, that would be the number one thing. And then what you may feel like, uh, when your adrenals and metabolism needs some good, good loving to pull out some Bob Marley there is you have mild, moderate, or severe anxiety, often accompanied by panic attacks, low libido, or just non-existent altogether. Um, I've hit a wall around three to four insomnia. So wired and tired at night, literally experiencing a second wind. Like I felt like I could literally conquer the world at night. I could have gone and run a marathon, um, weight gain or weight loss, and then feelings of lightheadedness, poor memory, craving sweet or salty food all the time. So your cravings are a compass. If you want sweet or salty food, it's because you're lacking true nutrition. So this is why with adrenal issues, we're increasing our salt because your body needs the minerals from that salt. 
if it's, if it's needing something sweet, that's more of a craving, but it's, it's more for energetic stability. And so glucose does play an absolute role in this. I hate this. Carbs are the enemy. Cut your carbs. No, do not do that. Just balance them, balance your macronutrient ratios. And I think you're going to see a lot more success. And like I said earlier, like adrenal burnout does not happen overnight, but when the dam breaks, it's broken and in the floodgates are open, but it's all these series of events of undernourishing yourself over exercising, and then not restoring and replenishing those nutrients that we feel when, when the, the ground breaks, it's you're free falling. Yeah. What are your, what are your recommendations for best eating practices? So there's a couple of things is stop restricting calories, please stop, stop drinking coffee on an empty stomach. This is the worst way that you can start your, your day. Truly you're starting it from a very stress ridden way. Like if you want to be stressed and feel panicked all day, drink a cup of coffee and don't eat until noon. It's the worst thing you can do. Like in it also caffeine or coffee, a lot of coffee. Like I know we've got Starbucks fans, you know, pumpkin spice latte season is here and that's fine. But Uh, a lot of these coffees are laced with mycotoxins and mold. And then on top of that, you're just having caffeine on an empty stomach. So start eating and then drink your coffee with a meal, uh, stepping out of the stress. If you're not willing to step out of the fire, at least identify what your fires are, your body's not going to recover. You're just going to feel really crappy. Um, restoring minerals. So the adrenals have high requirements for salt and potassium specifically. So, and this is the first thing that you see on that RAS system, um, that the adrenals just get really burnt out. They start storing calcium, um, because you're stripping all your minerals from your bone. So you've got to, to replace those minerals or it's going to, your body's very smart. It's going to start taking it from your bone, um, balanced meals. So like I said, proteins, carbs, fats, um, this helps this, you know, stabilization in the blood sugar, you're not high and then you're not crashing low. So if you've ever had a sugar high, you know what that feels like. This is what the, the, the blood sugar roller coaster feels like. So don't wear the badge of restriction. Like it's some sort of like sacred duty or honor, like really just nourish your body, listen to your body. Um, when we are in this place, it's really important that the adrenals are not feeling like they have to pick up the slack. So you're not using cortisol as your primary source of fuel and energy. Um, so the biggest win I think I can tell my clients is the philosophy of a bedtime snack. So if you go back and you think about it being a child, you loved this, right? Start to implement this at night, because this is going to start to reset that HPA axis. It's going to nourish your blood sugar. If you have a wake window and anywhere from three to 4 AM, this is your blood sugar dropping too low. It's going to act on, on, on cortisol, which suppresses your melatonin, which is why a lot of people see that wake window. They feel really energized and then they just can't go back to sleep. I still struggle with this. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm still in this process myself every week. Every day is different sometimes. And you just have to meet it you have to meet your body where it's at in the season that it's in and, and respect it in that way. So reintroducing a bedtime snack is a great 
way to do that and eating a combination of macronutrients. So protein, fat, carbohydrate, an hour to 30 minutes before bed, even like a, um, dollop of honey on yogurt is really great because it gives that body that glucose stability. So you're, you're not having to tap into liver stores or anything like that. And your adrenals are not going cortisol. I need energy or I'm my, my blood sugar is dropping too low. Um, so it's not having to produce glucose on its own. So that's a, that's a great win. I like to tell my clients and they love that. Yes. My kids love that as a bedtime snack for sure. I love that too. Yeah. So just thinking through what you've said, I know a lot of women are coming off of extreme caloric restriction, six small mm-hmm. meals a day. How do we ensure that we're eating enough? Because mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of malnourished under eating females mm-hmm. who can't seem to lose weight. Yep. And it's not that they're not eating. I mean, it's not that they're not eating, you know, a low amount is probably eating too low. So mm-hmm. I, what do you do with that? I think many of us know this adage, right? Like when you're restricting your body's going to hold on. So a lot of my clients are like, I just can't lose weight. It's like, well, it's all going to start with your blood sugar and your adrenals because that's all tied to your hormones. It's all tied to your liver. And so we come from this yo-yo dieting culture where our worth is found in our gene size. We were trained in that modality. I know a lot of women are still in that. And I think this came out with like the Twiggy era, right? In the sixties, a lot of people were smoking pot (laughs) and not eating. And so, um, this really affects our neurotransmitters. And so you have to understand that food is coding to the body. Like it knows how to break this down and it's going to tell you exactly what it needs. So we live in an extremist culture, low fat, only fat, low carb, high carb, high protein, low protein. So ratios are important, but we just, like I said, we've got to get back to the basics of fueling, truly understand what understanding what it means to fuel the body appropriately stop restricting your calories. So the biggest thing for my clients and that I tell myself every day is if you're not waking up and you don't have an appetite, that's a problem because you don't have enough hydrochloric acid. Your zinc is low and your digestive system is impaired. We've got to retrain. Like we're retraining the HPA axis. We have to retrain our body's hunger cues. You need to eat in the morning. Like I said, there's a lot of intermittent fasting things. That's a more advanced technique, if you will, for people who are in a stable place, women, women who have hormone issues and their adrenals are all over the map and their blood sugar is not good. Need to master the basics before they can go on to these complex dieting ways. So the, the biggest thing I would say is like eat breakfast and eat a good breakfast every morning. I love to wake up. I make a fried egg. I eat half of an avocado and I love Applegate organics, chicken sausage. I have some orange juice with collagen and cream and a little bit of salt. My adrenals love that. And I find when I start my morning this way, it's just a really great place to say to my body, you're safe. You don't need to run on cortisol. I'm here to give you really good nutrition. And wow. I I think better. I have more stable energy. I'm not moody. I sleep better. So your sleep begins the moment you wake up. 
all of your body is depending on this cycle. So the sleep wake cycle that we struggle so much with, if you want better sleep, you want to restore your energy. It starts from the moment that you wake up. And a lot of us wake up in a hurry. We're panicked. We slam our coffee, a cup or two, and guess what? Your coffee suppresses appetite. So that's why it's crucial to eat with coffee, don't drink coffee on an empty stomach. Cause it's all the six cycles. So that that's a big one. So just, and then also eating your baseline amount of required calories. A lot of people aren't even meeting that basic line. So you need to take that and some, and so as you begin to rev up your appetite and you're listening to your hunger cues, you can start to find that good equilibrium. And, you know, this place of feeling like I don't need to eat so consistently, like my adrenals are in a better place, but it took you a while to get there. So you're just gonna have to honor the fact that it's going to take you a while to get back to this place of feeling like, um, you know, you're good. And, and like I said, please stop fasting in, putting your body in an undernourished state. So, uh, just like we have like AIP autoimmune paleo, there are very specific, uh, requirements for people based on what their symptomology is. And it's very important to address the fact that instead of meeting it with a pill, you need to meet it with your plate. And I don't know why doctors are not addressing this. Like I'm not your, uh, wizard in all things, everything, nutrition all the time. Like I've just realized that if I'm not going to adjust what's on my plate, if I'm not going to honor my body with food and eating well, then nothing's going to shift. You cannot out supplement a bad diet and you have got to make your body feel safe with food. It's that simple. I love the whole make your body feel safe because that is so, so important for so many mm -hmm. people, especially people with trauma. We store that in our bodies and our bodies are constantly in recovery mode from that trauma. And so I'm glad that you touched on that. Yep. We are completely out of time, but I have to ask this last question, which is yep. how can we, you know, cause we know we have all this information. So how can we really lean in to our intuition and advocate mm -hmm. for ourselves in a healthy way? Slow down. Like I tell all of my female clients, you want to go and, and do all these complicated things, slow down, slow down enough for your body and your brain to process that you're putting food to your mouth, slow down to eat, um, slow down. So your hormones can catch up with your body and your stressful lifestyle. The second thing is being your best own advocate. So just because you're not a doctor does not mean that you can't make an empowered, educated decision. You and I talked about this on my podcast is no one can climb in your body and know what you're feeling. It's you, you are your best own advocate. And I think we need to get really clear on the fact that we are worthy of good care. And we're also worthy. Our body needs to be worthy of respecting it, right? We need to start honoring our body and the best way we can do that is to nourish our body. It's really that simple. Um, and then getting really clear on the fact that you are responsible for your health. You truly are. You are the one who is responsible for, for your health. So equip yourself with education. We are in the age of information. We have no lack of education online. So get really clear on that. Um, knowing when to ask for help. We have a big problem with this. We see it now postpartum. We don't know how to ask for help. Ask for help. You need it. You cannot be a lone ranger in your health um, 
journey. You just can't. God created us for community in all things, especially health. This is why we see way more success rates with people who are doing group coaching or are in a community where others can hold their hand and do the things that they can't do for themselves in the season that they're in. Ask questions and get really brave to be critical. Does it feel right? Do you feel intimidated? Do you feel like you've been offered all sides to XYZ treatment? If not, come back, go back later. It's not convenient, but it's what you need to do. No good decision is made in a hurry and it's not made in fear. So um, obviously I'm talking about my injury there, but that's a part of it, right? That's a part of my trauma. It's a part of what my adrenals carry now with heavy metal toxicity and load and viral load. Um, and then realizing that there's a time and place for what you're doing. And it's a small piece in a larger story. You're not going to be stuck in the season that you're in. If you choose to equip yourself, come alongside your body and honor it. And then, and if you're on medicine, this is my favorite thing. This is the last thing I will say. Medicine is not meant to be an Island. It's meant to be a bridge and it's okay. If you are on medicine, you have got to come on and do the deeper work while you're on medicine, because if not, you're going to be on medicine forever. And I don't think that's the place a lot of people want to be, but they just get stuck. And it's a really not fun place to be in mentally, emotionally, or physically. And I'm here to tell you, like, we have so much information we can equip ourselves with. Like the, the number one, win I would say is going and getting that book that Aaron and I talked about mood cure by Julia Ross. It's a great place to start for adrenal cortisol issues, issues, and mental health issues. Yes. Now I warned you guys, this is going to be a packed episode, or I think yeah. I did. <laughs> if not, sorry, go back. I should have warned you. <laughs> um, but this is so good. Your information is great. I love how you share. It's clear, it's concise, um, but it really is going to leave a lot of people, a lot of things to think about. So how can people follow you, learn more about you and what you do and listen to your podcast and all of that? Yep. So a couple of ways you can find me is on Instagram at holy W H O L L Y dot. Well, uh, I'm rebranding my entire brand right now. So my new website will be holywell.health. And then you can listen to my podcast, which is the Holy Well podcast. So I am no stranger to social media. You can definitely find me and I will communicate with you however you need. And I'm here if you need guidance. So is Aaron. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. And I appreciate you and your knowledge and your willingness to share. Absolutely. And thank you for having me on. It was a, it's an honor. The tiniest spark leads to the biggest blaze. And I hope that today's episode sparks you on a journey to healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening to Sparking Wholeness. For more information on what I do and my coaching programs, or maybe just to reach out and say, hey, find me at sparkingwholeness.com or on Instagram at sparkingwholeness. Have a fabulous week.